0: hello to you welcome to the weekend edition of coin market recap it's connor and molly jane here and we're looking back at all the week's biggest top stories including the latest drama surrounding elon musk and twitter plus the ongoing bonfire that is the crypto lenders will be looking at everything that's happened to celsius voyager And Three Arrows Capital, which isn't technically a crypto lender. But anyway, you get my gist. Molly Jane, how are you?
1: I'm good. It's a little hot out. Mm. (laughs)
0: Just a smidge. Well, you're you're with us now in Europe, you see. I am. The heat hits differently depending on where you are, I think. It does. And I think that
1: because I'm biking between 40 and 60 kilometers every day, Mm. the heat is affecting me. pretty strongly yeah
0: (laughs) it could also be the the midday wine
1: (laughs) (laughs) yep it also could be the midday wine
0: (laughs) yeah if you hear molly jane hiccuping as the uh podcast progresses
1: it's just what's done here connor that's just how you
0: you are right though it is it is the european way it is Mm -hmm. Like, they were, there was a comedy sketch once and it said, no, in Europe, they wouldn't think of starting the day without a beer at 10 in the morning.
1: Uh, <laughs> yes. Well, my first drink was a little bit later than that. I'll just
0: put it that way. Well, then, you clearly need to adjust more to European culture then. That's I'm just saying. <laughs> Well, give our show a follow on Apple podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and get in touch with us on Twitter as well at Molly J. Zuckerman and at Connor Sefton this week's crypto headlines so this news, Molly Jane happened um it was happened too late for us to include in last week's podcast, and this was the fact that Elon Musk said he was going to terminate his forty four billion dollar takeover. Of Twitter. He did. He did. He did say that. Was
1: this expected? I expected it.
0: You expected it.
1: Did you expect it?
0: Uh, Yeah, yes. I think I did. Um, but what the thing is, I just didn't it doesn't make sense to me because it just doesn't seem to me like a case he can win.
1: I'm not sure he lives in our version of reality. Mm. So I think it I think it's possible in the way that the world is going, that he could win the case. And if he doesn't, he'll get off by paying just a mere billion dollars. So ah,
0: bargain. Bargain. A,
1: a real bargain.
0: So he had claimed in a filing that his legal team sent to the SEC that Twitter had violated multiple provisions of their agreement and that the social network had made false and misleading representations. And that the tech giant was also non-responsive when he was asking them for more information now what really i don't know what i don't know how to describe this weirded me out bamboozled me was this meme that he posted on monday morning did you see that
1: i did but i love it when people describe memes out loud so why don't you give it a go
0: <laughs> thanks so it was for pictures effectively of elon musk in this meme and each picture showed elon musk progressively getting more and more and more amused and there was a caption next to each picture so the first picture where he is tickled but not at full hilarity yet (laughs) says they said i couldn't buy twitter And then he's laughing a little bit more in the next photo. And then it says, then they wouldn't disclose bot info. And then he's like looking down and he's giggling. And it says, now they want to force me to buy Twitter in court. And then the last one where he's absolutely howling and he's throwing his head back says, now they have to disclose bot info in court. So... It's just kind of showing the evolution of the case in his eyes and how hilarious he finds it all. How was that description for you?
1: Honestly, like a four out of 10.
0: (laughs) Are you serious? What could I have improved on there?
1: Four out of 10. Your tone. My tone. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: I'm, I'm never explaining a meme for you again, Molly Jane. I'm deeply offended.
1: I think this could be a new segment as every week we take turns explaining memes to each other and see if we think it's funny.
0: I think, no, I think the feature we need to do every week, which we actually normally do every week anyway, is uh, one of us throws the other one under the bus and asks them to do something unexpectedly (laughs) (laughs) and then rate them out of 10 for how they did. Fine. Okay,
1: I'll see what you have ready for me next week.
0: (laughs) I'm going to really throw you under the bus and give you a terrible score out of spite.
1: (laughs) Well, if you're telling me in advance, then our listeners will know.
0: Okay, okay. Well, I'll give you a score that I feel is fitting on the day. I'm going to really score you badly. Um, (laughs) So, more about how Twitter responded to all of this now. And Twitter had said that the termination was invalid and wrongful. They filed a lawsuit accusing Musk of trashing the company and basically working in a way that has disregard for the company's stockholders. And this lawsuit Molly Jane has been filed in the Delaware Court of Chancery which is the most British name for a court I've ever heard. Well I'm not sure if you knew this but at one point
1: the colonies in America were England. Of
0: course I do know this Molly Jane. I was uh, i too did history lessons when I was eight years old. (laughs) 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 sorry i'm just i'm still deeply upset about the meme thing so i'm lashing (laughs) i'm lashing out now (laughs) 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 Uh, (laughs) because that's why you have independence day right yeah
1: yes uh one of the many (laughs) Many countries that has Independence Day to celebrate bring free from free from uh, your us. <laughs> country.
0: Oh, dear. I do apologize. If it's any if it's any explanation, I've had like three hours of sleep, so I've probably got very bad judgment at the moment. I hope you weren't too deeply offended. Of course not. Oh, good. Well, um, in fact, one thing I did learn is that the Delaware Court of Chancery actually does trace its roots back to Britain. And it was established in 1792. There you go.
1: So I'm trying to think when its anniversary is. Yeah, well, it's have its go?
0: 230th anniversary today. Quick, Musk, tell me.
1: Thank you for sharing all this information.
0: Thank you. I just I'm <laughs> a font of useless knowledge, quite clearly. Um, well, Twitter um, in this lawsuit said that Musk's motivation isn't fake users. It's money. They say that he is trying to protect himself after his offer for Twitter ended up looking rather generous in the cold light of day. He'd initially offered $54.20 a share, but obviously the whole market downturn means that Twitter's now trading below $35 a share. And the lawyer's Molly Jane said that, They accused Musk of hypocrisy. They were pointing out how he once said that he wanted to get rid of crypto spam and defeat the bots on Twitter, but now he's demanding confirmation that fake users isn't a serious problem. I mean, does Twitter have a point here?
1: It does have a point, but I also do see Musk's point, whereas if you buy something with the understanding that you want to fix the 20% of it that is broken... And you start to suspect that there might actually be 50% that's broken. You know, I could mm. I could see that be a potential. It's kind of like how I bought my old car. I thought that uh, it was so cheap because there was only a little bit broken, but it turns out the whole thing was complete, <laughs> completely broken. And it was probably a bad investment.
0: You've just touched upon what's going to make this lawsuit so interesting, right? Because Twitter and Elon Musk, when they did this, merger agreement, this takeover deal, Musk waived his right to do certain parts of due diligence. Mm -hmm. And that means that he effectively said, I relinquish my right to kick the tires a bit. So, to use the analogy of, if you bought this car, Molly Jane, and basically you made an agreement with the seller of this car that you'll get a cheaper price but you won't investigate the flaws of the car too much that kind of means that it's on you isn't it
1: yeah and i love my car so
0: happy days
1: yeah maybe musk could learn to love twitter if he's forced to go through with this uh, this deal
0: maybe well all of this is going to hinge upon whether it's regarded that the number of fake users twitter has is regarded as having a material adverse effect on the company. If it does, it's my understanding that Musk might find it easier to walk away from the deal without having to pay anything. But if the court was to say, actually, we think that this isn't too much of a damaging development for Twitter, um, he may still have to pay this fee. And as well, the court could actually force him to complete this acquisition, and they have done so before. Not on this scale, though, but there have been multi-billion dollar companies that have been forced to buy other companies because of a court ruling. I
1: just have to wonder, did he think that this would happen? I guess its we'll never know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've got to be honest, I do feel sorry for Twitter, because I bet they wish that this whole thing just never happened.
1: Yes, because I do remember the sequence of events where... The Twitter leadership were tweeting very welcoming messages to Musk. And since this has happened, the public responses from these individual Twitter employees Mm. has been truly something to paraphrase. How could you do this to us? So if the acquisition is legally forced to take place, it's going to be incredibly acrimonious. And I don't know what will happen to Twitter and the current leadership and employees and how any transition would go. Uh, it seems mm. pretty unpleasant.
0: Well, Twitter is hoping that a four-day trial in the Delaware Court of Chancery will begin on September the 19th. And what tickles me, Molly Jane, is in this lawsuit that Twitter filed, some of Musk's own tweets have been used as evidence against him. Well, I think that's been happening a lot. That's <laughs> it, right? You're probably right. You could argue that it would be really ironic, wouldn't it, if the thing that hinges this court case and causes a court to decide against Musk is something he'd written while using the company he doesn't want to buy.
1: Yeah, it would be pretty ironic. I wouldn't be surprised.
0: I think Alanis Morissette needs to rewrite her song to incorporate this into it.
1: Do you want to sing what it would sound like? What? <laughs> um,
0: right, I'll, I'll, I'll do your bit first, and then I've got to rant. So, um, Musk sued but he tweeted <laughs> <laughs> wow okay <laughs> I need to work on that But that was maybe a 9 out of 10 though. thank you thank you but can I just say um, while we're on this topic Alanis Morissette's song Ironic is not a song about irony it's a song about people having incredible bad luck
1: I thought you were going to say it's a song about iron <laughs>
0: But like you know, a black fly in your chardonnay is is bad luck. It's not irony.
1: No, it's not irony.
0: And maybe that's why it's ironic that a song about irony isn't ironic.
1: You know what? We should tweet this at her.
0: And <laughs> I'm I'm sure I'm not the first to complain about this. But um, anyway, um, wow, we took a detour. So. Um, as Molly Jane would like to say, let's wait and see um, <laughs> on how that goes. We will obviously find out more probably in September. Right, okay. So, other news now. And the bonfire, as I described it, of the crypto lenders does continue. We're going to just talk about multiple companies in this segment because it's been a big week for crypto lenders. And we'll talk first, Molly Jane, about Celsius Network and its file for bankruptcy and it's got a 1.2 billion dollar hole in its finances. I mean, how how big of a deal is this? Is this like when we cuz obviously there's so many big numbers in crypto. What's your read on this number? Do you think that this is a fatal number or not too much to worry about?
1: And just to confirm, since I've been reading about this all week and many Mm. others, this is a confirmed hole now. It's real. Yes. We know.
0: We do know this. So, Celsius Network on Thursday submitted court papers to a bankruptcy court in Manhattan in which it confirmed that it has a $1.2 billion black hole in its finances. So, this is coming from Celsius directly.
1: Okay. Just wanted to make it clear to our Mm. users. To our viewers,
0: listeners, and
1: to our <laughs> listeners,
0: <laughs> oh, God. Uh,
1: because there has been some uh, some rumors about that number being a bit higher, being closer to two billion. So glad it's just a mere one point two. Well, I uh, mean,
0: this is what this is what Celsius are saying, and I presume it's under you know the you've got to be truthful. What's the word? Not under oath, but they've got to be honest. I'm <laughs> really these are my marvels today. Um, so, this is what they've said in a court document.
1: Yeah, I'm assuming they're telling the truth. At this point, there's nothing really left to lose. And so, your original question going back is Do I think this is
0: a big the number? End? Like, how serious do you think this is on a scale of one to 10, a $1.2 billion hole for a crypto lender?
1: Well, you wrote yesterday in your coverage of this that there have been many large companies that have filed for bankruptcy and still exist. Mm-hmm like American Airlines, like Marvel. Uh, And what I wrote in our newsletter on Friday is that this sort of loss has not yet happened in the crypto space through a traditional bankruptcy filing solution, if you see what I'm saying. There have been very large hacks in the tens of millions in crypto before, but those have always been solved for the most part without law enforcement. Mm -hmm. Uh, For example, Bitfinex even uh, solved it in a very crypto way by creating a new token and giving that to people. And so this, I think, is Mm -hmm. one of uh, maybe the landmark case for what happens when a centralized crypto company Becomes insolvent and how they will interact with the traditional financial sector so they can start lending money to DeFi again.
0: With this, like you say, this Chapter 11 bankruptcy and them pointing out that many other companies have had success here, two things I want to mention. One, obviously, for all the successes out there, there have been a lot of failures as well. There's no guarantee that this always works. But also, I wouldn't compare a Chapter 11 for Celsius to a Chapter 11 for something like American Airlines or Heinz, simply because if Heinz went through a Chapter 11, you'd still want tomato ketchup, right? You'd still want baked beans. And their Chapter 11 bankruptcy isn't going to affect people buying tomato ketchup and baked beans. But Celsius's. People, if and when they can, are probably going to withdraw their funds as soon as possible and never use Celsius again.
1: Yeah, I was a little bit surprised by the quotation from Alex uh, Mashinsky, the CEO Mm -hmm. of Celsius, which is, to paraphrase, something basically saying, we will use this to grow stronger moving forward. Mm.
0: And I felt like
1: the main quotation from him should be, we will get everyone their money back and then walk away and try something else. You know, open a bakery.
0: (laughs) He probably can't say that, though, that they'll try and get everyone's money back. But what do you think of this? Because when they announced the bankruptcy, the board of Celsius tried to justify the pausing of withdrawals because they said without it, certain customers who were first to act would have been paid in full while leaving others behind to wait for Celsius to harvest value from a liquid or longer-term asset deployment activity. So basically, some people would have got everything, some people would have got nothing. So has the way that they've done it been a fairer way of doing it, or is it still completely unacceptable for withdrawals to be halted in this way?
1: I don't think it's unacceptable. I don't think they had any other option. Yeah. I think it prevented a bank run. I think we should just avoid bank runs.
0: Yes. I mean, but the thing is, in this bankruptcy filing from Celsius, I mean, it seems to me, Molly Jane, they were already having a bank run. So they said that they'd fallen victim to a number of what they describe as unsupported and misleading media reports that claimed that Celsius had lost millions of dollars as a result of Luna's collapse, um and they say that over the course of five days in May 2022, withdrawals from Celsius hit over one billion dollars. So this this was already in motion even before they halted withdrawals in the middle of June.
1: Well, I think the problem is that when you're offering such high returns, mm. I have to imagine that you've factored in people not having a bank run, because if you had factored in a bank run, then you could not offer as high of returns.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And the company at least claims in this court filing that when all of this went wrong, they were in the process of making changes to their business model, of reducing the rewards that people can receive um, and trying to make sure that it was better protected after making a series of losses. They said that they made mistakes in 2020 and 2021 and they were trying to put themselves on the right track. And then the market downturn hit.
1: I also do think it's interesting that, you know, when we talk about companies in the past that have filed for bankruptcy, uh, it's often because money has been mismanaged. Mm. Um you know just money has been spent in a way it shouldn't have been spent what i think is interesting about these crypto lending collapses is that the money literally just disappeared mm. do you see what i'm saying like especially if it was tied to luna you know the the luna still exists but the value just went to nothing and that's just fascinating that's a fascinating way to go bankrupt um,
0: Yeah. And also, do, do, don't forget as well, you've got some, like David Gerard as well, who we were talking about last week, was kind of making this point. Because on the face of it, Luna and Terra's collapse resulted in about $40 billion leaving the crypto ecosystem. But according to Gerard, his argument is that market cap never existed. Like he, in his eyes, Terra and Luna were never worth $40 billion.
1: I definitely understand that perspective. And I think that they became worth $40 million when people began lending with them.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: So they did become that. Yeah. Even if they shouldn't have become that.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's it's also just kind of with regards to what's happened here with Celsius. I mean, 300,000 users, ladies and gentlemen, with um, balances of over $100. This is a big... Deal. And we can probably look to Voyager Digital for a sign of what might happen next because they've also filed for a Chapter 11 bankruptcy. And they, Voyager, this is, have admitted customers may not receive all of their crypto back. They are trying to recover $650 million from Three Arrows Capital. And Voyager's ability to make customers whole will hinge upon whether or not they get this money back from 3AC.
1: Well, that seems like it's gonna take a very long time, if if ever.
0: Yes. So customers are angry. Does this mean crypto lenders should not be trusted?
1: In the form that they were in before? No. <laughs> they should not be. <laughs> mm. I don't I don't see mm. I don't see how people could trust them again.
0: Yeah. I I I've gotta be honest. I, I feel the same. Um and of course like we just mentioned, Three Hours Capital's had a hand in both companies and their respective difficulties right now. And the co founders of 3AC were accused this week of failing to cooperate. And it was claimed that their whereabouts are unknown. But one of the co founders has actually attacked the liquidators. And they've said, you know, their families have received threats. That's why they've got a low profile. And um, they are cooperating, but they've also had to deal with regulators in Singapore. So. Um, one person on Twitter was saying that these co-founders were playing the victim card in the court of public opinion. What do you think of that?
1: Oh, definitely. I, I read some of the article coverage of it and it's how they were on calls with the, with the litigators or with the, the courts and they had their cameras off and they, weren't, they were speaking through their lawyers. And it's just, you know, simple Zoom etiquette. I understand how that came across as rude or how that came across as them as them hiding.
0: Well, I want to quickly mention CoinFlex, Molly Jane, because we've seen loads of crypto lenders halt withdrawals. But then at the same time, um, we have seen one of them allow people to withdraw some of their money, 10% of their balance. And this is CoinFlex. They say that Roger Ver owes them $47 million in USDC. He denies that. And says Coinf- Coinflex actually owes him money. Are partial withdrawals better than nothing?
1: Can you imagine having ten thousand dollars on Coinflex, mm. and they let you in, and you can see your money sitting there, and you, and then it's like one thousand, and then you're mm. just locked out again.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Psychologically,
0: that's a little bit difficult. Even more damaging is looking at your bank account or crypto account and seeing all of your money, that $10,000, and not being able to touch a single bit of it. Or if you're on Celsius, in Celsius's case, seeing that money and then seeing that you're getting weekly rewards and not being able to access any of it.
1: Yeah, the fact that Celsius still gives out weekly rewards is... So weird. um, So strange. But I'm a little bit in the David Gerard point of this is, but are the rewards worth anything or is it just... (laughs) Yeah. Adding some zeros or some digits to something. It just all seems a little bit make believe.
0: You know, hopefully it all works out for Celsius customers. But by the looks of things, there's been talk about them receiving choices, which means that they're probably going to have to make some difficult decisions when it comes to, you know, do they receive part of their crypto back? Do they receive, you know, equity in the company or Celsius tokens to make it the shortfall? And, you know, it's not going to be the same as you know, cold, hard Bitcoin, for instance.
1: No, it does not seem like they will be getting their crypto back in the exact form that they put it in.
0: No. Um, Well, last but not least, you wrote a musing in our newsletter this week, which really, really made me chuckle (laughs) because I relate to it a lot. So what do you say, Molly Jane, when someone asks what you do?
1: Well... This week in particular, because it was hot and I was traveling, whenever anyone asks what I did, I would sort of cough and turn my head to the side and then just start talking to someone else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but my go-to answer, my, there's three answers. I usually say I'm a journalist that covers emerging financial technologies that works for a company.
0: great. <laughs>
1: Um, My second option is I will say I work for a data company. Mm -hmm. And then my third option is I'll just say fintech.
0: So you just don't mention crypto?
1: No, I rarely. I rarely do.
0: See, I do. I do. But what I worry about when I say what I do, I worry that people will think that It's an endorsement of everything that happens in crypto as if like I'm in favor of rug pulls and scams and criminals using crypto for things and all sorts of things like that. Um, So normally what I do, if someone says I do, I say I'm a journalist covering the crypto space, you know, and I say I'm covering, you know, the good and the bad. Because in my eyes, there are many things that are bad in this world. Uh, there are many things that are good in this world. There are many things that are a bit of both. And no matter what your views on crypto are, journalism about it is still needed.
1: I just never want to get into that conversation with strangers.
0: Very <laughs> <Fair> enough. <laughs> because
1: as I wrote in my musing, it's one of the only professions where you either have to instantly be on the defensive because people have such strong opinions you have to instantly become an educator because you'll yes. be peppered with questions Yes, or you have to become apologetic if that is the mood you're in or the mood, the other person is in. So I very rarely on the few times I've said, Oh, I cover crypto as a journalist and writer where someone had said, Oh, okay. I am a chef. Like that's never, it's never that simple. I wish it was, but it's, it's never That simple.
0: Uh, Oh, yeah. You wrote in the newsletter, like, there aren't many jobs where you feel you have to apologize. It's not like a middle school teacher has to say at parties, yes, I teach 10-year-olds. I'm sorry that crowds of students can be noisy in public and textbooks are expensive, but I love what I do. That just made me laugh. (laughs) But one thing I have noticed is, because obviously, like I say, I do mention the fact that I'm a cryptocurrency journalist. When I see those people again, at moments like this, they kind of like... When they see me next, they're like, oh, oh, how's it going? As if to say, like, I've just, like, lost all my jobs. <laughs> yeah, I
1: get I get messages from people I've met, and they just say, how are you holding up after Luna collapsed? And I said, just fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, going about look, my day.
0: Yeah, you know, business as usual.
1: What's that phrase? It's like, <laughs> we're just like everyone else, Connor, <laughs> even oh. though we work in crypto. We still put... <laughs> One pant leg on at a time in the morning.
0: <laughs> oh, we do indeed. We do indeed. Well, Molly Jane, it's been a pleasure to talk to you from your Italian bolt hole this week. Thank you. Um, and that is it for this weekend's edition of Coin Market Recap. We hope you've enjoyed the episode. Please give us a review if you've liked it. And don't forget, we've got loads of crypto news and features over at coinmarketcap.com forward slash Alexandria. And from me, And from Molly Jane, have a great weekend. See you Monday. See you Monday.